0: We are I. Alright everybody, we've dove deep into, uh, well... I say deep in general terms, we've we've dove into glycogen, we've dove into uh, lipolysis, you know, and just a little recap, you know, we dove into glycogen to be able to really understand, you know, like what glycogen is, where it's produced in the body, and like what that means, and the calories associated with the glycogen in your body. And we have lipolysis. So lipolysis is the, you know, for a little recap, the The system, the process of converting fat, adipose tissue into glucose that your body can use it. Now, we're going to get a little bit into BMR today, basal metabolic rate, um, also known as um, RMR, like resting metabolic rate. So if you kind of hear those two terms, BMR or RMR, uh, they're synonymous, they're one and the same. Now, in my mind, there's a there's a direct correlation between the glycogen in your body and what your BMR or your RMR is. Now, you'll kind of see why I draw that correlation between the two, and, you know, I'm sure there's thousands, if not millions, of other people who've talked about this, you know, before, but I personally never have, but I've also, with the caveat, never have spent an exhausted amount of time, you know, looking to see if anybody's totally this narrative. So, uh, bear with me here to give you a little bit of understanding of the calculation and how disgustingly generalized this is, you know it's just your age, your height, and your weight. Like those are the only three metrics that you need to be able to do this calculation. Sorry, one more, my apologies. Um, again, bear with me. it is four thirty nine a m. So we have age, sex, height, and weight. Those are the the four metrics used. Now, We can obviously see a lot of flaws because that is disgustingly average, like I was saying before. Um, I am actually shocked that nobody in today's day and age with how accessible a bioimpedance scale is, you know, it gives you your lean body mass and your fat mass um, and also your hydration level. I'm surprised that nobody has changed this formula to be able to have a generalized BMR, RMR. Uh, like what using these four metrics are and then having a more in-depth one if you have access to that you know and maybe there is again I spend zero time um, investing any energy into this because of the fact of how disgustingly generalized it is but if you had one that had age sex height and then instead of just general weight because it's like what is that composed of that's the biggest thing because if you had one that had lean body mass and fat mass and hydration level. So if you had those metrics in there, so if you had, you know, what? What is that, like six or seven metrics instead of having four? You know, then you'd actually get some real information because of the fact that you know, when you're calculating out your your resting, um, resting metabolic rate or your basal metabolic rate, you're really calculating out the amount of energy it takes to run, like, vital organs. You know, when we look at this, this is obviously... Things like heart, brain, kidneys, nervous system, intestines, liver, lungs, you know, sex organs, muscles and skin. Now, the reason why I say this should be a body composition, you know, metric or there should be a body composition metric into this is because, you know, muscles, you know, we know that skin is the biggest organ on the body. It's just like, well, if you're not properly hydrated, your skin's obviously not properly hydrated and neither are all any of the other organs. So they're not functioning properly. So if they're not functioning properly, like hydration levels should be in there because you have a better metric, better understanding. Now, on top of that, you also, it calculates how much energy it takes to maintain your muscle tissue. And this kind of gets back to the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you burn in a day. Well, it's like, yes, because, you know, that's a part of your basal metabolic rate or your resting metabolic rate is, you know, the calculation, how much energy it takes to be able to maintain your lean body mass. So why is that not a direct calculation there? Because you can't tell me that, you know, if you plug in these two statistics or this information into the, the current calculator, the current formula, if you have 40-year-old male, height, you know, 170 centimeters, 170 pounds, well, that's me. But if you take that 170 pounds and you have somebody like me who, you know, 10, 12% body fat you know, that really relates to having the outline of about a four pack, you know, when you're you know, dehydrated a little bit in the morning, you know, maybe you can see, you know, those transverse abdominals starting to come in, not super lean, but lean, compares to somebody who's 170 pounds, and actually morbidly obese. That's two very different people. So it's two very different basal metabolic rates. So again, this is the reason why I have such a hard time with this, because it's like, Well, what is this, what does this prove? Like, and this is what doctors are giving advice on. This is what, you know, information in the medical field is leveraged upon when it is grotesquely, grotesquely different between me and somebody who is morbidly obese, you know, somebody who's carrying an excess of, you know, 30, 40 pounds of adipose tissue on the body. These are very two very different people, but they're treated the same medically. That's why it makes very little to no sense. And this is why you have to, as a person, you got to be responsible to be able to see the forest through the trees. Now, where this in my mind correlates to the glycogen stores in the body, because BMR, RMR is really the amount of calories it would take to be able to maintain your body as if you laid in bed all day long. This isn't you know, you're moving around, this is, you're walking, you're not working. This is if you legitimately laid in bed and you're watching TV all day. Now, again, this has a lot to do with proper metabolic function, how healthy are you, which muscle mass do you have, so on and so forth. But theoretically, this is a healthy individual laying in bed all day for proper bodily function. Now, it's kind of interesting. So, Let's say, for example, you know, I didn't want to do this before. So I have this calculator pulled up now and it say like if you have a 40 year old male at 170 centimeters and you have um, the height of or the weight of in kilograms, what am I, like 71 kilograms or so? Um, So if we calculate this. And. It says, what do we get here? Um, 1,515 calories per day. Now, the interesting part about this is, is that pretty much equates to about the amount of glycogen that I'm going to have available in my body, in calorie-wise. Because again, like what we looked at is if we have about, you know, like that, um, 170 ish, you know, grams of glycogen floating around in the blood. And obviously, you know, like the more uh muscle that I have in my body, you know, like the more availability, my, my blood concentration levels are going to be slightly higher, you know, and then I have the glycogen that's stored in my liver, you know, like we're about two thirds of these calories, potentially, you know, again, we have no way of properly calculating out the amount of glycogen in the body. and We don't have a way to be able to properly calculate out BMR. But let's just say, let's just say it's about two thirds of those calories. Well, now you can understand why we have glycogen in the body, why we have glycogen in the liver, because it's like, well, if you disseminate this down and say, okay, well, say if my BMR is slightly higher because I have um, more muscle mass on my body, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to have more glycogen in my bloodstream because that has directly to do with like how much that I've ate. Well, if I look at this and say, okay, I have slightly elevated muscle mass on my body. I haven't ate today at all. Well, I need that glucose floating around in my blood. And if my body happened to burn through that to be able to keep my organs functioning, my liver can say, hey, we have this tiny little reserve. And hopefully if I release this reserve into the bloodstream, that we can... Maybe find something to eat or this will trigger somebody to go some get something to eat. You know, and then worst case scenario, the body can start to go into ketosis and tap into that lipolysis you know, program saying like, hey, I'm going to take what little fat I have on my body or potential fat that I have on my body and turn this into glucose. But, you know, when we look at what's immediately available for the body to be able to survive and aid in healthy organ function, this almost equates to the amount of glycogen that you have available in your body very easily for the body to be able to metabolize. She's so like, huh, that's interesting. It's like the body knew what it was doing. It's like the body has this understanding. It's like the body has spent hundreds of thousands of years, you know, coming up with this system that'll keep itself alive. It's like, oh, this is why when people say like me, that if you give your body the tools, the resources, it already knows what to do with it. You don't need to interfere with what the body is doing. But when we play God with the body, Saying that, no, I'm going to interfere with this system, these systems. This is where the wheels really start to fall off. Because again, at the end of the day, you can't tell me that it doesn't spark and peak a certain level of curiosity being like, hey, well, if I calculate out my, my basal metabolic rate, my resting metabolic rate, and the amount of glycogen like, theoretically I should have in my body, those numbers are so similar. Like, just let's stop and think about that for a second. Like, it makes perfect sense. Why would your body not have a system created organically to be able to keep your most, the most vital part of living alive, which is again, all of these organs, all of your organs, including your skin, including your muscles, including your brain, including, you know, your heart, including your lungs, including your kidneys, all of these things. It's not like it allocates more resources to one than the other. It's a global amount of resources. It's not like when you are, when you have hypothermia and your body then pulls blood from the extremities and pulls it, you know, in the torso to be able to keep the organs alive because it realizes I can't survive without my organs, but I can survive without my extremities at least for a short period of time. And especially in today's day and age. There's not a system like that. Calories are, are global across the body especially if we're just talking about BMR and RMR because you're laying in bed or you're laying down, you're not doing anything. So this is interesting. Very interesting. So when you stop and now you're armed with like this little bit of um, information, like what are you going to, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to investigate a little bit more? Does it peak enough curiosity to be like, Hey, well, if I increase my muscle mass on my body, I'm naturally going to increase my BMR, even if I can't really calculate that out. Now, when you look at the literature and you're going to run into things, you know, that are generally, you know, open to debate on like what these percentages are. But, you know, when you're looking at information and you just say generally for most people, and when you say generally for most people, you're talking generally most people who are unhealthy, because the general public is unhealthy, that upwards to 70% of those total calories burned each day, you know, is due to upkeep, just general upkeep. Physical activity can make up to about 20% of that expenditure, and 10% is used for the digestion of food. You know, digestion of food in the body is that thermogenic process, you know, stoking the fire. You know, thermogenic, thermogenic effect, you know, is just that thermogenesis word that you're probably going to run into when you're, when you're investigating topics like metabolism. So, you know, when we look at then what we need to do with the body over and above that, when it comes to calories, this is where it directly depends on this amount of activity, the hours of activity in a day. And this is the interesting part of like where I look at what, what dieting, air quotes, or fasting, you know, uh, a restricted calorie fast, like, but still having calories. So not really a, a fast in nutritional sense. It's like, okay, well, if I can calculate my basal metabolic rate, and I know that that's what I just need for my organs to be able to survive. And I correlate that also with the glycogen that I have in my body. Versus the amount of calories that it's going to take for me to be able to lose weight in a day based on my occupational activity versus my extracurricular activity. Like these are some of the things that we need to think about it. in when we're, when we're losing fat mass, because they're all, all factors into that equation, you know, so most people have metabolic dysfunction, which is going to directly affect your basal metabolic rate and your resting metabolic rate most people have very little muscle tissue on their body now and especially in the west and have elevated amounts of um, fat mass very low amounts of lean body mass which also is creating metabolic dysfunction so when we look at these kind of things our our body doesn't have the ability to be able to process calories very well because you know we're sick and unhealthy internally and then we have low lean body mass, which contributes to, you know, not being able to process and break down the amount of calories we would normally be able to, because again, those two numbers are directly correlated with each other as well, because the higher amount of lean body mass that you have on your body, unless if you're a mesomorph body type by natural um, natural selection, that, you know, you are going to have to work out to be able to get that. If you're working out, more likely than not, you're going to have better and more enhanced metabolic function because you are active, you are using your body the way that it was should, that it was designed to be. So, you know, and then you get into, you know, the type of food that you're eating. Can you process your food? Can you get, you know, the the right amount of nutrients out of the food to be able to create healthy metabolic function? Like all of these things. But again, I'm going through all this information so you can have a clear understanding of. Like what it actually takes to be healthy. Like what it really takes to be healthy. Like glycogen is all relative. This is something that's just a system in the body for energy. Like that's it. lipolysis is the backup system to that glycogen. But now we're kind of getting into that next step. of like why do we need these systems? So this is the why. This is the past, the... You know, we have these energy sources, we have these multiple different types of wood for our fire, we have some quick burning cedar, which is like the glycogen, and then we have some slow burning oak, which is the lipolysis, because it takes an extra system to be able to get there. But these are why, because even if you are at complete and utter rest, you are still burning, you know, a lot of calories in a day a lot of calories, but again, your basal metabolic rate, when we look at this, if, if we go back to what we talked about the other day of just having, you know, that, you know, statistically average 600 calorie drink with a a muffin or a donut in the morning, or just something generally unhealthy like that, we're almost at, for me, if I did that, again, that two-thirds value of those calories, and not only have I ate a bunch of shit, but it's actually reducing My metabolic function, making it harder for my body to be able to thrive, not giving my body the tools that it needs to. And I've almost consumed two thirds of my basal metabolic rate worth of calories in a day. And I've done nothing for the body. Because again, this comes back to not all calories are equal in many different regards. But you know, in, in the most basic sense that there's junk calories for the body that your body does not like to have in it and there's healthy calories which are full of micro and macronutrients that your body needs and wants and craves. So again when we're looking at basal metabolic rate you know the key factors and the key things to be able to take away you know from this is really Really the understanding of how many calories it takes for your body to be able to properly function, how broken the formula really is to be able to understand what that value actually equates to. But again, like a general understanding of if you just want to be healthy, if you, you don't want brain fog, if you want, you know, body energy physically, mentally, and emotionally, Look at it from the point of view that if you're not intaking at least, say, for me, approximately that 1500 calories, well, my most basic functions aren't functioning properly. How am I ever going to function, you know, properly in a, in an athletic environment that demands a lot of physical energy, an emotional environment that's, you know, very taxing that takes a lot of energy, you know, um, a cognitive environment you know, solving that that problem at work. How am I ever going to do these things that take even more calories if I'm not giving my body my most its most basic needs? And again, on top of that, making sure that those calories are good calories that the body can properly function from. Or a base, an anchor, that it can function properly there going forward. So... I know that's probably wandering a little bit all over the place. However, you know, like, it's a general understanding. Again, I'm going to try to get into some of these topics a little bit more, um, you know, better detail, you know, as the week goes on, and as the weeks go on, just to give everybody like an understanding of what it actually takes metabolically in the body to be able to be healthy. So I hope that everybody has a wonderful day and takes us a little bit of information here on this Wednesday morning to say like, hey, what am I doing for the body? Because now you're armed with education and information. What are you going to do with this information moving forward?